one more time. Come on, say, you are great, say. testimony come on give them some glory if that's your testimony come on and give the Lord some praise come on if he deserves it give it to him if he deserves it give the man what he deserves come on and bless the Lord honor the Lord he's great and he's greatly to be praised come on lift up the name of the Lord we honor the presence of the Lord in this place tonight we honor the presence of the Lord in this place tonight. Hallelujah. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. He is so great. He's so wonderful. Do I have any witnesses that he is great? He is wonderful. He is worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We honor God tonight. We honor the presence of the Lord tonight. I am honored to be behind this sacred desk. I, I praise the Lord. First, give it honor to God, who is the head of my life. I honor my first lady, Leslie Muhammad. God bless you. I honor you. I honor, honor my co-laborer in the gospel, Pastor Shirley. Come on, let's give it up for Pastor Shirley. All the ministers, saints, and friends, I want to welcome you watching us online tonight. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you share this link with somebody and tell them the word of God is on tonight. Come on, can we clap our hands for our internet streaming audience? Let's celebrate them tonight. Amen. I'm going to jump quickly into the word. I got just a couple of announcements uh, for those of you who are physically here and those of you who are coming next week uh, physically here. Uh, since the uh, COVID pandemic, we've been using the side doors for our entry starting next week. We're going to return back to using our front doors for our entry on Wednesday night. So I want to make sure that you are aware that, that so that you're not knocking at the door aimlessly. We're going to now resume using our front doors for entry. Can you say amen? Also want to make a big announcement uh, as far uh, as, as you all know that uh, we have been following the COVID protocols with wearing masks and things like that and social distancing. Uh, but we are going to be uh, as the times are and as the CDC regulates. And so we're going to now, uh, starting tonight, we're going to make masks uh, optional if you want to wear them, if you do not. It's totally your choice. But we want you to feel comfortable in the house of the Lord. If you want to come in with your mask on, we're going to still make masks available in the front lobby. And if you want to still come in and social distance, we're going to make you comfortable as you worship in the house of the Lord. Whether you have a mask on or not, we want everybody to come in and enjoy the presence of the Lord and feel the presence of God. Mask on or mask off, that is your option. Can you say amen? The last thing is that I want to remind you our Falling in Love Couples Day Party 
is Saturday. Come on, let's give it up for our marriage ministry. It's Saturday, September 17th. And so you can find more information in the back. We have information on the screen there. We want to make sure you avail yourself to that and make sure you support the ministries that are going on right here at Word of God. Can you say amen? Let's quickly go to the Word of God. I'm going to go to Psalms 126. Psalms 126. When you have it, I'm going to ask you to rise to your feet as we honor the Word of God. Psalms 126. I believe the Lord has given me a word for somebody tonight. I believe the Lord is saying something specific tonight, and I'm excited to share what God has. When you have it, say amen. If you're still looking, say, wait a minute. Okay. Either you were too scared to say it or I couldn't hear it. Either way, let's go. Psalms 126, when the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dreamed. Then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. Then said among the heathen, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord hath done great things for us, whereof we are glad. Turn again our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth and weeping, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. My God, today. I want to talk for a few moments on this simple subject, the day the tears ended. In fact, I, I, I titled it The Day the Tears Stopped. I want to make sure I get that word. The Day the Tears Stopped. Can you pray with me? Father, we invoke your presence tonight. We are grateful to have this moment to hear anything from you. And Father, we give you all of the room you need to do what you need to do tonight. Come in tonight, Lord, and shock somebody. Somebody came in, Lord, and they didn't expect their life to be changed, Lord. Change their life. Change their heart. Change their situation. Lord, I pray for an outpouring of your supernatural glory to fall in this place, to fall on that person watching online. I pray right now, Lord, that you would touch your people tonight. Hide me behind your cross, Lord, that I may be a pure vessel for you. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. The day the tears stopped. The day the tears stopped. Recidivism is the tendency of a convicted criminal to repeat or re-offend a crime after already receiving punishment or serving their sentence. 
The term is often used in conjunction with substance abuse as a synonym for relapse, but is specifically used for criminal behavior. The United States has some of the highest recidivism rates in the world, no shocker, according to the National Institute of Justice. About 44% of criminals released return before a year out of prison. In 2005, about 68% of 405,000 released prisoners were arrested for a new crime within three years. And 77% were arrested within five years. Factors contributing to recidivism include a person's social environment and community, their circumstances before incarceration, events during their incarceration, and for one of the main reasons, difficulty adjusting back to normal life. So recidivism is a fancy word that has just come into play, but most people will, would rather call that person, categorize that person as being institutionalized. Now, to be institutionalized, when I hear that, I hear, the, I hear Martin in my head, sorry. To be institutionalized is to incorporate into a structured and often highly formalized system. Going somewhere. The reason for institutionalization is because they have never, the former offender has never believed in the ideal of freedom. And they cannot envision themselves as a free person. They cannot envision or they cannot envision themselves as a free person. And the Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And so if you cannot envision it, or if it does happen, you cannot accept it. Some people self-sabotage their own freedom because they do not see themselves worthy of the liberation. So let's talk about, I mentioned the causes of institutionalization. One of them is the length of the sentences or the conditions. One of my favorite movies in the world is Shawshank Redemption. Any Shawshank fans? Okay, all right. Shawshank is one of my favorite movies. And thinking about the length of a sentence, there's a character in there named Brooks. Now Brooks, you gotta understand that this movie was placed in 1947. And Brooks had been in prison for 50 years when he was paroled in 1954. He was paroled in 1954 after being in for 50 years. 50 years would be 1904. 
Now, when he got out in 54, things were so different than they were when he went in, he could not adjust and he could not adapt to it. Vehicles scared him because he had never seen a moving piece of machinery. Brooks was so frightened of this changed world that he had now stepped into that he considered he had a job at the grocery store as a sacker. He considered murdering the store manager just so he could get back to prison and find a sense of normalcy. The people of Judah captured in Babylonian captivity for 70 years. To better understand that, you got to go to Psalms 137, where they say that we hung our harps upon the willows in the mist. And how can we sing the Lord's song? In a strange land. If I forget old Jerusalem, let my right hand forget her cunning, or let my right hand forget what to do. If I cannot remember thee, let my tongue cling to the roof of my mouth. Tonight's message is for somebody who has been in bondage. A long time. And you cannot remember your pre-bondage days. Or you choose not to. Because sometimes the worst thing in the world you can have is a memory. Sometimes the thing that terrorizes you at night is not demons and dragons. It's not warriors and warlocks. It's the good memory of a time's past. And how can I sing the Lord's song in this bondage? How can I sing it? Now, some of you are wrestling with this thought of incarceration. And if you think I'm talking about physical incarceration, you're going to miss the whole message. Because some of you are stuck in the bondage of what happened as a youth. You're stuck in the bondage of who left you. You're stuck in the bondage of what they said. You're stuck in the bondage of what you said about yourself. You're stuck in the bondage of what happened yesterday. And you are still fighting the grief of yesterday. And people around you do not realize that you are a walking inmate. You are stuck in a bondage. Imagine these people having seen the great city of Jerusalem burned, the great city they knew burned down 
everything they knew gone and destroyed. How can I sing a song in this strange place that I did not envision when I started? How can I sing this song? I was, I was doing great. The city of Jerusalem, was, they were doing great. They, they had all of the feasts and people were coming. And this, it, was, it was big. It was major. It's the city of David. But now it's rubbish. Everything they knew was gone. Now they got to sing the Lord's song. They've been mocked. Sing the Lord's song in this strange place. How do I do that? How do I find my freedom in this strange place? There are four things I want to talk about tonight that's going to help you to maintain your freedom. There are four things. Number one, you have to change your focus. Philippians 4 and 18 says, Finally, brother, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if it be any virtue, if it be any praise, think on these things. My God, you have got to change your focus. When the devil reminds you of what you were, you got to remind him of where you are now. You've got to change the focus you've been having every time the devil comes back to you and reminds you of a time past or reminds you of the words that somebody said to him. Remind him of who you are. Think on these things. Change your focus. I'm about to jump ahead of myself. Number two is change your circle. The Bible says, not forsaking the assemblies of ourselves together as the manner some is. Let me tell you, we, we've been doing great. With, with streaming and streaming has been a blessing because it has got us through the pandemic and we thank God for the invention of the internet. But it is good to come to the house of the Lord. It is good to be in the presence of a brother or a sister who say you don't have to fight that thing by yourself. Let me tell you how God saw me through. You cannot get that connection on the internet. You can't get the connection that somebody walking past you say why are you crying? Let me pray for you. Let me help you. You don't get that on the internet. Sometimes it's better for you to just put the effort, extra effort in. You'll do it for the mall. You'll do it for the concert. You'll do it to go to the movies, but you won't do it to come to the house of the Lord. Get up 30 minutes earlier if you need to. Prep your clothes the night before and come out to the house of the Lord. You know you're supposed to be here. You know you're supposed to be in God's house, and now you have gotten complacent, and you want God to come in, but you won't even come to his house I want God conveniently I want God to come to me but you won't even come to him 
What happened to at least volunteering on a Saturday to come and help the choir or volunteering to come help clean the church or volunteering to come help feed somebody? You don't even do that anymore. You've gotten complacent. You got to change your circle. You ran all them people who are still rehearsing the same thing. You, you cannot be a freed former inmate and still go back to the jail and hang with the people in jail. Once they put you out, you can no longer come back to visit. And some of you are going back to visit people who are still incarcerated because you feel comfortable with them. They talk incarceration talk. They talk jail talk. Three hots in a cot. They know how to comfort you in your prison. But God is setting you free. But you do not know how to be comfortable because you still hang with inmates. Pastor, is this okay? I hope I'm all right. You have to remove yourself from people who rehearse your pain and not your purpose. They can easily tell you, oh, I can see your daddy in you. Your daddy was a drunk. I can see your mama in you. Your mama had problems. But I don't need you to tell me that. I already know that. I can see that every day I look at the mirror. I need you to tell me you're a king and you don't know it. There's a prince in you. There's a nation inside of you. I need somebody saying, you ain't worked on that business plan all day long. What are you doing? You, are, you got too much time, energy, effort, and talent to be that lazy. Get up and work on that vision board. Get up and do something. How dare God give you all that breath and strength? The Bible says, as our days are, so shall thy strength be. God done gave you all that strength, and that's all you're going to do is watch TV and go up on TikTok and on social media. Get off of that. Put that down. Pick up a book and go back and fight the devil back hallelujah I'm almost done I'm trying to help you I'm trying to tell you how to maintain your freedom I, I'm not telling you nothing I haven't used myself because when the devil comes in, the Bible says the kingdom of heaven suffered violent and the violent take it by force. You will not take back your family laying on the couch. Number three. Cast your cares. First Peter 5 and 7 says, casting your care upon him for he cares for you. John 6 and 37 says, for all that the Father has given me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. Jesus said, if you come to me, there ain't no way, no way I'm going to cast you out if you come to me. Yeah. But the Lord told me when I was prepping for this message, he said, my people are talking to me about their problems, but not casting them on me. I said, what is the difference? How, how is there a difference in casting and talking? He said, poll the audience. Poll you watching online. Where are the parents at in the room? Okay. You've had your kids come in. And tonight is Wednesday. And they hand you a slip of paper. I got to bring cupcakes to my class tomorrow. There's 50 kids in the class. Good night. Now you think, wait, 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 bring that back, bring that back, run that back. <clears throat> you got to do what 
by when, for how many? Now, you as a parent, you're thinking one of two things. Either I don't do this, and my kid looks like the kid that doesn't participate, or I do do it, and then they realize that you can just throw me anything, and I'm going to do it. The difference is, the kid gave you the assignment and walked away knowing it's going to be handled. And some of you, some of us, you go to God and say, God, I got this problem. I need it by Friday. And the Lord said, I hurt you. You walk away. Then you come back. Excuse me. I don't know if you heard me. Or if you realize today is Wednesday, and I got two more days until Friday, the Lord said, I hurt you. Okay, thank you. Then you walk away. He said, cast your cares upon me. If I am God like you say I am, I already knew the problem was coming up. I already figured a way of escape. I don't need your help reminding me about the deadline. My God, I'm going to help somebody tonight. Cast your cares upon him and walk away. The fourth thing that you need to do to maintain your freedom is change your replies. Jesus, in the book of Matthew, chapter 4, after he had been Fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. And here comes the old devil trying to, tempt the, trying to tempt Jesus. Jesus didn't tell him, oh, I think Paul wrote this. He didn't say, oh, I feel like this. No, he said, it is written. When the devil is fighting you, don't tell him what your mama said. Don't tell him what the preacher said. Don't tell him what your neighbor said. Tell him what the word of God said. It is written. I am the head and not the tail. It is written. My God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory. It is written. No weapon formed against me shall be able to prosper. It is written. Stop fighting the devil with your opinions. Your opinions do not matter your opinions don't matter in the fight it is written the bible says every tongue that rises against you god said i will condemn if you're feeling frightful don't fight the devil don't 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 tell the devil oh leave my house I think it'll be better. No, tell him God has not given me the spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. I'm going to apply for that job. I'm going to go after that career. I'm going to go after that dream and that destiny. God has not given me the spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. And when the devil gets to fighting you and telling you, oh, you are not nothing, you ain't going to be nothing, your daddy wasn't nothing, you come from a nothing family, tell the devil I'm blessed. 
The Bible says I'm blessed in the city and I'm blessed in the field. You can't tell me who I am. I know who I am. I'm blessed. Anywhere I go, I'm blessed. If you get connected to me, I'm blessed. I don't need your approval to be blessed. I'm already blessed. I'm blessed. If I don't have a label on my body, I'm blessed. I'm blessed in the city. I'm blessed in Texas and I'm blessed in North Carolina. I'm blessed on the internet and I'm blessed on TV. I'm blessed. I'm blessed without you. Let you walk away and I'm still blessed. Good day. Have a good one. I bid you God's peace, but I'm still blessed. You do not get to carry my peace and my blessing with you. I am blessed all by myself. My daddy said I'm blessed. I came here blessed. I'm gonna leave here blessed. And I'm blessed if you like me and I'm blessed if you hate me. If you like me, good. If you hate me, good. That ain't got nothing to do with me because I am blessed. I need 30 seconds of a crazy, blessed praise. 30 seconds of a praise that's thankful that you blessed. Come on. seconds of thank you Lord I know I'm blessed thank you Lord for confirming I'm blessed I didn't feel blessed when I got up this morning I didn't feel blessed when I went to work I didn't feel blessed driving down the road but I thank you Lord that I am blessed I don't need anything to confirm it I'm already blessed the devil can try to fight me but I'm already blessed I'm blessed elbow three people and tell them I'm blessed I'm blessed I'm blessed I'm blessed that's right, I'm blessed. That should be on my driver's license, I'm blessed. I need to put that on my passport, I'm blessed. How you doing today? I'm blessed. How you doing? I'm blessed. What? I'm blessed. I'm blessed. You may be seated, you may be seated. I'm almost done. <clears throat> I'm blessed. Is this okay? It's all right. I didn't mean to preach on a Wednesday night. I was trying to use I was trying to use the handheld. I would have been the head mic. I would have been more dignified. But this something about these mics in your hand to make a preacher feel like he can just preach. Verse number five says, "They that sow in tears shall reap in joy." Now, I want you to see this because I, I want you to look at it with a different frame of mind. I want you to see your God as a businessman and look at how strategic your God is. The devil is laughing, saying, look at you crying. Look at you, oh, I thought you were so good. Look at you crying. You in prison again. You crying. You, you remember them words from your parents. You crying again. Look at you crying because that person left you. Look at you crying again. You crying again. You sad again. Look at you crying and shedding them tears. The devil been mocking you because you've been going to bed shedding tears. But the devil don't know that God is a strategic God. The Lord told me, he said, tell my children, 
you've been looking at these tears wrong because you've been looking at them as tears of suffering, but they have really been tears of sowing. And every time you cry, every time you cried because you didn't get a proof, every time you cried because things didn't work out like you thought, every time you cried, wondering, I wonder if anybody loves me, every time you cried, Wondering, I wonder if things will ever be back better. Wondering every time, Lord, Lord, I've been in this prison so long, I don't know how to sing the Lord's song again. And all I can do is cry. I drive down the road and all I can do is cry. And I come in here and I wipe my face and I put on a smile, but I'm lying because I've been crying the whole time. And I wake up crying. And I can feel tears coming down the bridge of my nose in the middle of the night. The Lord told me to tell you that those tears that seemed like they were suffering tears were sowing tears. Because every tear you dropped, I was collecting it. And every tear you dropped, I'm using it to water your your destiny. I'm using it to water your future. I'm using it to water your purpose. And the devil didn't even realize he was part of my plan. He was your antagonizer because I was getting more tears out of you so I can put more water on your future. I was getting more tears out of you so I can make that destiny bigger. I was getting more tears out of you so I can leave an inheritance for your great, great, great grandchildren. I was letting that antagonizer come around to you. He was antagonizing you on your job, antagonizing you on your in your family. But I let all of that happen because I was setting you up because I'm getting ready to do something in your life and all all of those tears have been used, collected, and I'm watering your destiny. I dare you to praise God for watering your destiny. The Bible says that he that go forth and weeping, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless I dare somebody scream doubtless doubtless come again with rejoicing bringing his sheaves with him now I need you to understand what a sheave is a sheave was the quantity of stalks and ears of a cereal grass or sometimes other plant material that were bound together one definition said a large amount or number. So the Bible is very clear that every tear you sow, God is going to use that and you're going to doubtless come back again. I don't care what's been locking you up. I don't care what's been locking your family up. I don't care what has held you down. I don't care what has held you in bondage. The Bible is clear that you are doubtless going to come again and I'm going to give you a large amount. Everything that the devil stole from you, 
everything that he tried to take from you. God said, you're going to get it back again. I'm going to give you so much stuff, you're going to come back carrying it. And it's going to be like a dream. The Lord said, get ready. You finna walk in a haze because you're not going to understand it. It's going to feel like a dream. Lord, I've been locked up so long. I could never envision me being free of those voices. I've been locked up so long. I can never fix see me being free of that grief I've been locked up so long I can never see me being free of the voices that are in my head that I told myself and the Lord said everything everything he's ever promised you countless he said I'm going to give it back to you you're about to come out of it you're about to walk out of it your family is about to walk out of it your children are about to walk out of it and I dare you for the next 30 seconds to praise God for your freedom praise God for your freedom I mean I need a liberation praise I mean I need a praise that thanks God for liberating you a praise that thanks God for liberating your family this praise is for your daughter God said, I'm about to liberate her. This praise is for your mama. God said, I'm about to liberate her. The voices of your past, God said, he's about to smash. The voices of your past, God said, he's about to destroy. He's about to demolish it. The devil had a plan, but my plan was bigger. The devil had a plan, but he didn't know I was working him the whole time. He didn't know I was using him to water your future and water your destiny and water what I have in store for you and I need somebody to give God a praise for what he's about to do in your life I dare you I know it's Wednesday night I know it's the middle of the week but I dare you God brought you here God let you tune in this is your word God has set you free every chain every chain that was broken every chain is broken everything that held you back everything that held your family back i break every generational curse i break every generational spirit that tried to hold you down tried to hold your children down you got it from your grandmama you got it from your granddaddy and i break it i destroy it i destroy every plan of the enemy the curse is broken devil you are a liar the curse is broken the it is written he whom the son is set free is free indeed free free in your mind free in your spirit free i dare you to lift it up because you free i'm free not another day in bondage when the lord turned again the captivity of johnson when the lord turned again the captivity of robert when the lord turned again the captivity of linda when the lord turned again insert your name when the lord turned again the captivity of your family we were like them that dreamed and the lord said i'm turning you free i'm turning you free i hear clemency you getting clemency tonight. You getting freedom tonight. You getting your walking papers tonight. The Lord said you are free. Free indeed. I dare you to praise God for your freedom. Yeah. Lift him up. 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 I dare you.
Hallelujah. There's a song that says, I am free. Praise the Lord. I'm free. No longer bound. Guess what? No more chains. If that's you tonight, if the Lord spoke to you and you need your chains broken off tonight, I dare you to run to the altar. I dare you to make an altar where you at. I dare you to get free. Tonight is the night of your liberation. five minutes and I'll be out. When I was preparing for this message, the Lord reminded me about the stages of grief. Denial, anger, bargain, and depression, and acceptance. The Lord said, he cannot set you free because you have not come to that last stage of acceptance. And sometimes you just got to accept that was then, this is now. Some of you are afraid to let it go because you feel committed to it as if that's a true representation of the past and if I let it go I no longer have that thing anymore but that's the worst part of the past you're holding on to the wrong part the grief is not going to make you better by holding on to it. 
God says, I want to give you beauty for ashes. I need you to accept it. Because I need it to no longer lord over you. Some of you, the pains of your past has been lording over you and you cannot grow, you cannot move forward because every time you try to, you hear those voices, you hear that captor reminding you and it is lording over your head and it controls everything you do and you try to move forward and then you say, well, I can't because of this. If I didn't have this, if I didn't remember that, I would be able to do it. The Lord told me to tell you, I want you to remember, I, will, I allowed some things to show you how strong you are. What I put inside of you. I put something inside of you that if I had given it to your neighbor, your neighbor wouldn't have been able to stand it. But I gave you something so that you can withstand the trials and the tests. And guess what? I've been right here. It's a controlled storm. I want you to come back and look at it and say like Job, it was good for me. It didn't feel good, but it was good. I didn't like it, but it was good. I hated it. I sometimes wondered, how can you say you love me and not answer me? Am I praying to a deaf heaven? <laughs> Am I praying and you just don't care that much? When are you going to heal me, Lord? When you going to fix me? When you going to set me free? And the Lord said he's setting you free tonight. Every head bowed, every eye closed, watching online. Father, I gave them what you told me to give them. I pray right now, God, that chains would be broken. I pray for that person, God, who cannot envision the liberation you're offering them, God. I pray for every chain to be broken. I pray, God, that you would destroy and mute, not mute, destroy the voice of the enemy in their head. The voice of what their mama said. The voice of a daddy who died and left you with the scars of what he said to you. The voice of a lover who walked away and made you feel less than. I ask you, Lord, right now to destroy that voice. In fact, I take command of it and I destroy it back to the pit of hell. Thank you for healing, God. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Lord, for freedom. I thank you for your liberation. I thank you for your peace. Somebody needs peace. And I thank you for your peace. Jesus said, my peace I bid unto you. Thank you for the peace. 
in Jesus' name. If that's your prayer, come on and bless the name of the Lord. Clap your hands and honor God.